Episode 4 Previously in Episode 3, Kynwen loses her baby in a terrible accident, and Isabel gives birth but rejects her son. In a final vengeful act, before her planned departure, Isabel maneuvers to have Kynwen sent to Canterbury to serve the Queen. She and her ladies soon return to Normandy, and against her will, Kynwen is sent away. The next morning, the Queen and her coterie gather in the courtyard of Winchester Castle. The ladies are about to mount their horses for the ride to Canterbury Abbey, when a cavalcade of knights wearing Odo's livery and flying his flags clatter into the courtyard. Lady, whose beautiful charger is that? And is that my Lord Thurston? Ah, yes. I wondered if we might see them before we left. Who is that arresting woman? That is my Shetland, Kynwin, of Brayton. The Mercian. I've heard of her. Introduce me. So, Lady Edith, well met. Lord Thurston and I have just returned from a hunt with his new falcon. Isn't she a beauty? Yes, Earl Odo. Well met indeed. This is Lady Kynwin, of whom you have heard so much. Mm. Canterbury is the richer for your service, Lady Kynwin. Odo fondles Kynwin's hand, grips it hard. Now, Earl Odo, gentle. That hand is precious to me. And to William. Lady, we were discussing the birds that Thurston will purchase for William and myself in the land of the Khazars. A truly magnificent bird is worth its weight in silver, yes? Indeed. Lord Thurston, we look for some splendid new fledglings from you as well. We would add to your funds. If you please, Editha, bring me that casket. Lady, this is more than plenty. Money for your journey, then. We must depart. So I wish you happy hunting, Lord. And may the Father above keep you safe from the barbarians. Thurston takes Kynwin's arm and escorts her to a quiet corner of the courtyard. Drayton is the poorer for your absence, lady. What happened? Why are you here? I had to answer Earl Odo's call. He and William want some new birds, so... But my people! Who is in charge? My brother. Fulk will arrive in a fortnight. I trust him, lady. He is firm but fair. Your people are safe. So we are both exiles, then? Lady Kynwin, my heart is heavy with regret over your losses. All of them. You would apologise? Now? It is your wife who sent me to this... this punishment in Canterbury. I could be home, caring for my people. Please, Kynwin. This was not my plan, not at all. And your plans need amending. Everything you touch turns to disaster. Lady, I... I would say some things to you. What? Be very 
careful of Odo, his treachery is well known. William is fair, but don't cross him. Edith can protect you, and if you meet Tyrold, you can trust him with your life. That's all you can say. Warnings. Advice? You would leave me here while you're free to be with your birds, to explore the world in comfort and safety. Kynwin, Drottning... How dare you call me that? I am not your queen and never will be. Adieu. Beautiful and high-spirited. Kynwin journeys to Canterbury and soon takes charge of the large workroom at the Abbey. She becomes engrossed in planning the tonture. A month has passed and Queen Edith visits the Abbey walking serenely amongst the dyer's vats in the courtyard, then up the stairs to the bustle of the weavers and spinners. Edith looks for Kynwin, and finally finds her in the last place she expects. Ah, there you are, Lady Kynwin. Busy as ever. The cloister floor is the only space long enough. Oof. Take care lest you soil your robe. Three hundred handspans around the inside of the all, you said. The finish length? Ah, I see. Yes. This is a test for the tonsure. And does it fit? Hmm. Father Nico paced it out. It is perfect. But my designs are not, I'm afraid. Back in the workroom, Kynwen holds a sample piece of linen to practice with lines and colours. She wads it up and throws it away. Father Nico and the Lady Abbess hover nearby. Father! Do you have something for me that might help? I'm that frustrated. My lady, the rubbings we were speaking of the other day, here they are. Perhaps these can be of some use to you. But these are fantastic. Soldiers, horses, sailboats that move. Where did you get them? Our pilgrimage to Rome exposed us to stonework of an unusual kind. Trajan's Tower it is called, and although the subject matter is not consistent with the teachings of the church, the artistry is skillful. But this is rendered in stone. The depth, the smoothness of it. To have the same effect in linen and floss. I don't know. The Queen demands the very best from us, lady. We cannot fail. God is with us. Meanwhile, Thurston sails from England to Sweden, then on to Russia.
to lose. Oh, finally. Show me the way to the stall of Bratislav, the falconer. He is there in that pavilion. Halt! Well, you're a big fellow. Show me your token from the vizier, or no entry. I come on the business of Guillaume, king of England, and this, this is my token. Hmm. Right away, sir. Please follow me. A Turkish guard leads Thurston into a gaudily decorated room, which doubles as a muse to the hunting birds. Bratislav, greetings from Guillaume, King of England. I have come far to meet you for the pleasure of my lord. I am honored by your custom, sir. What is his desire? Falcon, eagle, gyre falcon? Where is your best bird? The one worth its weight in rubies? I would have it for my king. Ah. <laughs> there is one I just captured, my lord. Prinisi sokolai pridiji agla. Bestra. This is a fine bird. Fine indeed. But have you no better, as you say, fit for a king? The attendant slowly brings out a hunting eagle, truly a regal bird, large, swift, and deadly. Ah, will this do, sir? But be warned, it can be handled only by a member of the Kazakh tribe of the Wild Mountains. Leave him with me. We shall soon see who will be master and who will be bird. Thurston arrives in Constantinople after passing through the land of the Khazars and wild Turkic tribes. At the gates of the Imperial Palace, he is met by the Varangian Guard, tall Nordic warriors who are fierce and fair of face. The Emperor doesn't receive filthy travelers no matter which kingdom they come from. A bath first, then I'll take you to him. Come. Thurston is ushered into a magnificent receiving room where the riches of Byzantium are on display. When called to the throne, Thurston bows deeply a hooded falcon on his wrist. Your Imperial Majesty, I bear greetings from the court of Guillaume, King of England and Duke of Normandy. He begs that you will receive these humble gifts with his highest regards. Serving men bring caskets of amber and silver and gold jewelry. Your reputation precedes you, Sir Thurston de Bassett. The testament is on your wrist for all to see. My thanks, Majesty. But come, let's not be formal. Join me at dinner tonight and we can speak more deeply of your king's conquests. 
and his desires to be a friend to Byzantium. That evening, Thurston sups with the Emperor at a splendid table surrounded by courtiers, slaves, and the Varangian guards. He notices several members of the guard, whom he recognizes as expatriate Anglo-Saxons. One year earlier, William's forces battled with the rebels of Herod the Wake across the fields. Seaworld! You can't hide forever! Coward! Back in the present moment, with a nod of his head, he signals the Varangian guard leader. Later that night, Thurston slips out of a side door and stepped into the courtyard, where off-duty guards sit around the fire. Seaward, it is I, Thurston. Join us, Sir Thurston. Drink! You have come far to see the Emperor, halfway round the world. Why are you not wenching and reaping fat harvests at your estates in the belly of England? I am no lord, as well you know, Seaward. Just tonight, I was lucky with birds, and with choosing a winner. Yes, we were not so lucky, this is true. And your leader, Hayward, what of him? I've no news from whom. He, like you, is lucky. He escaped and most of us with him. After that battle, your king issued a general pardon with the condition that we immediately leave England. Harewood refused, but myself and my men, well, here we are. And life here, how is it? Ah, the Emperor is a good master, and the fighting is very good. He's generous with booty and women. I have two wives and a small villa outside the city. A son and a daughter, and another one on the way. And what of land? What has he promised you? His visit Caesar us, knows we crave our own land. He has promised us... <laughs> he has promised us fat land on the other side of the inner sea. <laughs> So, what must you do to get this fat land? There's some small matter of troublesome Turkic warlords who have been harrying Emperor's land. If we solve his problem for him, then we may very well get... Uh, I just came from there. Fat land indeed. And all your own. And your master and court politics at a far remove. It sounds ideal. And you, Lord? What made you take this perilous journey? Let me guess. Court politics. An overbearing monarch. And a woman. Actually, two out of three. And which of those is true remains with me. You know, Thurston. You can stay with us. Join the guard and go adventuring in the Eastlands. Land, birds, treasure, and as you say, 
far from the troubles of kings and courtiers. And who knows? A pair of warm arms may be waiting for you. <laughs>